Hey friends, welcome back to the journal feed. My name is Nick Zelt, and this is the only place to get spoon-fed the latest and the greatest of emergency medicine. Here we're trying to make keeping up with literature as easy as possible, and so we're spoon-feeding it to you through your earbuds. Now let's take a quick look ahead at everything that we're going to be covering. First off, a few words on combating racism, particularly by those less affected by it. Then a new antibiotic, perhaps all teed up to save many from admission. But then the next article is about the cost-benefit analysis of that antibiotic. And then finally, the Geneva score adapted for pregnancy. This is the audio version of the past week summaries, which this week were brought to you by the appreciative Ernie Hanna, Megan Hilbert, Gabby Leonard, Bo Stubblefield, and Clay Smith. Now, without further ado, I bring you the first article, which was titled, Dear White People in Emergency Medicine, out of the Annals of Emergency Medicine. Now, I realize I'm probably not the best person to be covering this article, but I'm on too short notice to try to recruit someone who's better, so I'll try to do it a little bit of justice. Emergency medicine doctors of color have been hit harder in the past year than most of us. Black and brown populations were disproportionately affected by COVID. This on top of already having to deal with microaggressions, discrimination, over-policing, racist policies, honestly, the list goes on. Now, if you're not a minority, I'm sure you don't want all of these bad things to befall your colleagues and friends. So put a little bit of action behind your thoughts and your words by being an active ally. So just like in learning medicine, the first step is education. You have to be familiar with the state of discrimination as they are right now. There are resources for this that are pretty good in the article. If you're actually witnessing discrimination on shift, while you certainly should be of the mind to try to help, you don't always have to jump right in and be anyone's savior. But it does no harm to acknowledge what you've seen and ask how you can help. Ideally, we want cultural change at an institutional level, and this means setting goals, using metrics, tracking progress. Discrimination training should be, well, ubiquitous. Everybody should get it everywhere. And if that's not the case where you're at, then consider paying it back a little bit. Maybe be the one to bite the bullet and lead the sessions yourself. Another important step will be planning for the future. That means trying to ensure that non-biased systems are in place and they're not just going to benefit those who already benefit from much of the system. We need to help those getting into emergency medicine supporting underrepresented students. It pays to have a diversity committee. This, all of this, will require humility, admitting that many of us don't likely know best, and you have to put yourself out there a little bit, ask questions, and see how you can help. In a spoonful, burying your head in the sand won't make this problem go away. We know that for certain, you have to be part of the solution. Now, this article from the newsletter actually stirred up a little bit of controversy. We got a couple of emails, we had some comments on the blog as well. I just want to remind everyone that everybody here at the Journal Feed really just wants everybody to learn better and to do better by their patients. We're not really a very politically minded organization here. We're just a bunch of nerds who like to read articles and share that information with you. Now, the second article, titled Pathway with Single-Dose Long-Acting Intravenous Antibiotics Reduces Emergency Department Hospitalizations of Patients with Skin Infections out of the Journal of Academic Emergency Medicine. Giving IV antibiotics is the sole reason for 40% of admissions for skin and soft tissue infections. If there was some way around that, that would save a lot of admissions, and likely even be better for your patients. Dalbavancin is a possible solution for this problem. This antibiotic is of the same class as vancomycin, but second generation with a few little upgrades. 
The major advantage to this drug is how long it sticks around in your body. Dubavancin reaches steady state after 3 days and has a half-life of 8.5 days. This opens up the treatment option of Treatum and Streetum while still being able to give IV antibiotics. This trial was the ADVANCE trial, a superiority study from 11 U.S. academic emergency departments. Each site was their own control using a pre- and post-intervention approach. The pre-intervention group used vancomycin, cefazolin, or ceftriaxone in admission, while the post-intervention group gave the patients dalbavancin as a single dose, leaving the option open for discharge. The primary outcome was the rate of initial hospitalization, which was 50% lower in the dalbavancin group and this effect on hospitalization even extended out to 44 days. That's pretty sweet. On top of that, secondary measures showed similar adverse events rates and improved patient satisfaction with Dalbavancin. I mean, I, for one, I know I'd rather not stay in the hospital. Something to keep in mind from the study, though, was that Dalbavancin was provided free of charge. But don't worry, the next article gets into the finances of this new antibiotic. In a spoonful, Dalbavancin, a novel antibiotic, was able to significantly reduce hospital admission rates for skin and soft tissue infections by being able to dose just once and then discharge. Then the next article titled Cost-Consequence Analysis of Single-Dose Dalbavancin versus Standard of Care for the Treatment of Acute Bacterial Skin and Skin Structure Infections in a Multi-Site Healthcare System, out of the Journal of Clinical Infectious Diseases. So we just discussed the benefits of Dalbavancin, but it's new. And what does new mean? New means expensive. So how does this new drug stack up in terms of cost comparing it to the usual way of doing things? This was a multi-center retrospective study to evaluate the cost per patient over a 27-month period for adults diagnosed with acute bacterial skin and skin structure infections, comparing Dalbavancin to standard of care. Not so surprisingly, new fancy things come with the cost of new fancy things. Dalbavancin costs the hospital much more money. Taking revenue minus the total cost, that comes out to costing $1,685 per patient on Dalbavancin, compared with just $75 for standard of care. This trial also showed, as a secondary outcome, higher rates of treatment failure with Dalbavancin, meaning more 30-day hospital readmission rates by about 10% of all patients. Now, if we're talking about the efficacy of the drug, then I would tend towards believing the last article, which actually had that as the primary outcome, although it was given for free, and then there's some bias, I don't know. But overall, the efficacy should still probably be considered unproven, until we have more studies at least. What this study outlined, and pretty clearly, was that Dalbavancin is more expensive than the standard of care at this time. Contrasted to much possible benefit, though, staying in the hospital just isn't great. Maybe it is worth the cost. In a spoonful, the use of Dalbavancin is much more expensive than the current standard of care. Which brings us to our last article. Assessing clinical probability of pulmonary embolism during pregnancy, the Pregnancy Adapted Geneva Score, out of the Journal of Thrombosis and Hemostasis. We all know and love PE decision algorithms, but most of them were not derived or well-validated in large-scale populations of pregnant patients. Options for pregnant patients include the Geneva score and the pregnancy-adapted years algorithm, which make use of the D-dimer to give you a pretest probability. Some studies have called into question how useful these tools are, arguing that equipose is still there. So let's have a look-see at a new trial. This trial derives a pregnancy-specific Geneva score from the CTPE pregnancy cohort and compares its accuracy to the original Geneva score. 
they were able to include 395 women with suspected PEs. The Geneva score criteria for age and heart rate were modified in this new pregnancy version, and the waiting for active cancer was removed completely. The new score performed better, with an area under the curve for the receiver operating characteristic of 0.795 compared to 6.84 for the original. These derivation studies are always nice to see, but now someone needs to do the much harder work of actually validating this tool before we can put it to use. In a spoonful, these authors using data from a prospective core derived a Geneva score adapted for pregnancy which outperformed the original Geneva score in this population. Alright guys, and my favorite part, let's do a quick wrap up. First off, be an ally. You shouldn't just not be racist, you should be anti-racist. Then, Dalbavancin could be used to make the Treatum and Streetum approach a reality for many more skin and soft tissue infections, which would otherwise have been hospitalized for IV antibiotics. After that, whether or not Dalbavancin is an earth-shattering drug that's going to prevent all these hospitalizations, we do know that for now, Dalbavancin is an expensive drug, and that's worth bearing in mind. And then finally, soon, assuming someone does the validations, we may have a functional Geneva score which was adapted for the pregnant population. Now then, you've earned them, we offer them, we have CME credits which were provided through a partnership with Hippo Education which could be available to you. All the details for that are at our website at journalfeed.org. Links to all the articles that we've summarized can be found there as well, and if you haven't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter and get daily spoon feeds through your email. Our goal here at the Journal Feed is to provide better patient care through spoon feeding. And so we're trying to help you keep up with the latest research one spoonful at a time. Thank you.